quite exciting what happened here in uh, the Berkshires. So here we are. It's 11 a.m. at uh, Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP, 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And uh, you're here. We're here with What's Your Sign? I have your number. I'm your host, Sharita Starr. And uh, we were supposed to have a uh, special guest today, Herbal Liesel, with us. But uh, due to the storm, she has no power, and her life is a little crazy. So we're rescheduling that for 2012. And I will let you know in a few mementos who our very, very special guest is here. We, we have an uh, emergency fill-in, and we are so thrilled. So... Welcome, and we are here. It's going to be a little psychic poopery today, and we're here to tell you, as always, what's going on. Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathing the morning, the colors of the rainbow, shed to soon firefly. again Berkshires how are you today are you happy the sun is shining again it's a wild fall you know it's it's Scorpio time right now and um, it, it was kind of fascinating I, I thought how this storm fell and um, you know and then all of a sudden the snow melted about as fast as it showed up although we still have plenty over here in the Berkshires um, I can't believe it we got um, it's a wild and wacky time. You know, when we're in Scorpio, which is the sign uh, that the sun is in today at 8 degrees, Scorpio. Um, it, it is certainly, um, Scorpio is the sign of regeneration, change, transformation, and uh, just, um, it's a time when death and rebirth always happens. Um in life and uh it's a it's an intense time and scorpio is the sign that transforms the landscape of autumn as we get further further fixed into it getting ready for our uh, season of uh, hibernation coming up yeah can you believe it winter is upon us very very shortly so of course today at the eighth degree of uh scorpio uh the eight of course represents that saturn presence which is uh, always about using your um your inner wisdom, your patience, and uh, trying to strive for a little bit of stability, if you possibly can. It's a great day to learn from the experience. And of course, we are on the 1st of November today, and uh, we got the one going on, which is, of course, all about initiation, getting things started. Uh, you've also all crossed into your new personal month. Uh, 
within whatever current personal year that you're in. So it's a new fresh energy for you today and uh, for the month ahead and what's going on. And today we have our moon is finishing up uh, its transit through Capricorn, which is today, uh, it's just a bit, it's probably, we're probably in a moon void, of course, already. Um, we're at the 26th degree of Capricorn. And of course, when you've got a moon in Capricorn, you've got, oh, very diligent, responsible. Again, there's that Saturn presence because of the Capricorn energy. Things just uh, wanting to be taken care of responsibly, um, you know. Don't um, don't make any hasty decisions. It's always about uh, taking your time anytime you see Capricorn going on. And wow, it's just um, got a wild and crazy time here. That's uh, that's just what, what what's really been going on. But we've got today very very special guest. Like I said, we were supposed to have uh, Herbal Liesel here today, but she is um, recuperating from the storm, and we'll be seeing her in 2012. We look forward to that. And today I have the divine, divine, divine Ellie Cheslick here with me in the studio. She she did the uh, she you know you always say uh, people can do the impossible. She got here live, and she's sitting right across from me. This is a a very 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 uh, wonderful little gift me uh that she came down and uh, we're just gonna have i, I don't know what we're gonna do because we were <laughs> we just kind of went on the fly last night at like 11 p.m and said okay we're doing this so um you know Allie is our uh, oh and her daughter's here which we thank her daughter beautiful daughter christina for bringing her down driving miss driving miss Allie, <laughs> driving miss daisy <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy, driving Miss Allie. Now, Allie Cheslick, of course, is a uh, internationally known uh, spiritual medium. She's a clairvoyant. She talks to angels. She talks to spirits. She talks to anything that's unknown, unseen. And um, I mean, like I said, we we, we didn't prepare a lot for this because we're doing it on the fly. And uh, sometimes things are just going to come out that way. So she's here. Let's... Even when I talk to myself. <laughs> It's all good. I think I can hear it. Can 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 you hear everything going on over there? We we got you on a jiggle around a little bit. Yeah, we got you jiggling. Uh, my my mic's doing. My headphones are doing about the same. We're, we're jiggling. We're getting jiggy with it here. So, what do we see going on in this uh, fascinating world that we're in right now? I don't know. I'm just reeling off a of last night's show. We had so much fun last night. That's right. It yeah, was Halloween. Yeah, we have. Hope you all had a happy Halloween. And uh, it is, of course, All Saints Day today, too. It's, um, you know, it's a day uh, that really, really the tradition of Halloween, uh, as much as we all get in groovy in our costumes and dress up and do all that fun stuff, um, it, it's a day to honor your ancestors. Um, and in the Celtic tradition, this is a new year. Um, it's the beginning of the new year. So uh, it's a very um, kind of more of a somber day in a lot of ways, but it's a, it's a, it's a day to celebrate those that have uh, passed before us. So it kind of, it feels very peaceful yeah. energetically, I think, and probably because there's some new beginnings and a lot of people are in, well, you know, that's the other thing is there's so many people. And of course you do numerology and astrology. So a lot of people are into the whole 11, 11, 11. Now that's energy. coming up. But today is, I was hearing on the radio on the way over here, the, the DJ on, uh, I don't know, whatever station it was. She's like, I want to play songs all day with one in them because it's 11, one, 11. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, my husband text messaged me and told me to buy a lottery ticket. Like, you know, okay. 
You know, psychics do not buy lottery tickets. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, that's the big question that because you know I, I do the numbers too. Everybody wants to know. So can can, can you tell me my lucky numbers? When, when when can I? You know, they always want to know that question. That and love, but um, love yeah. is one thing. You know, picking lottery numbers. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I don't even know in history if any intuitive has ever picked the lottery numbers. I, I've heard over the years that people that do. Um, um, like uh, like magicians and, and mentalists, that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a mentalist once I heard in Pennsylvania that actually picked the numbers and like, I don't know, 10,000 people won. And <laughs> it was bizarre. And, uh, and they had fact, to spread that out. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I know for a fact that, that and I won't say who is, I know who he is. I won't say his name on the air, but he can't actually go to Vegas. He's not allowed in the Vegas casinos. Um, and it was, this was years ago, probably in the late uh, or early 80s sometime when he had done that. It was sort of bizarre, but you know, it's it's interesting because what what would people really say if if an intuitive actually picked the lottery numbers? You were cheating? Oh yeah, you know, wait, you, you know, I don't know. I, I always thought numerologists could do it <laughs> more than psychics. We, well, you know, it's funny. My uh, I had a guest on. Uh, I think uh, Mitchell Scott Lewis was on with me a month ago, and he's written this uh, fantastic book called Murder in the Eleventh House. Yes. And he's got this whole thing in the book about uh, in the storyline with uh, this the thing with pe- people trying to play. And there isn't there is astrological aspects that you do have this lucky streak, but it doesn't last for like you know you, want, you don't want to be playing lotto for a week. It's like you you want to play lotto for like a couple hours or something and you actually will you probably hit something um <laughs> it, but um I, I have yet to figure that out that's not my area of expertise by any no, means. <laughs> i'm lucky i'm lucky i went on a scratch-off ticket every now and then yeah no it's not my uh i i, I kind of look at the lotto like you know it's nothing earned you know, it's not something you really earn. You're not really working for it. I mean, yeah, it's a nice little, like, bonus or something, but it's not. And it's amazing to me how many people that have won it have sort of squandered and it, now they're bankrupt. because yeah, they don't know what to do with the money when they, they don't know how to handle the wealth. Yeah. You got to know how to handle wealth if it's going to come your way. Well, you know, my dream personally is, you know, when the lottery gets up to like 200 million and, and that kind of, I would love to see 200 thousand people each win a million dollars right that would be like my dream if i had to pick you know people to win i would just love to see an array of people from the poorest to the richest just kind of everybody you know sometimes i think the lottery i think the largest jackpot was somewhere over 300 million wouldn't that be cool if like 300,000 people or whatever it is whatever the numbers are each one yeah everybody get a little piece of the pot yeah (laughs) that's what i i would like you know i even if I won, I said to my husband, it's not really about the money in terms of having all that money. Because really, what do you do with all that money? You know, you can't take it with you when you no, go. No, you cannot. But you could do a lot of philanthropic things, I think, with it and, and charitable work. That and I think would really be the thing to do. And uh, that would come me. back to you tenfold. You know, that's the, that's the law of money karma. They say the more you give away, it'll come back to you in, in ways that you can never possibly expect. So. Um, well, yeah, I always give my money away every month. <laughs> it's called bills. Yeah, yeah, we all do that. <laughs> that is very, very true. So what, what do you see? You know, we've got all this, what's happening. You know, the, there was, you know, that guy, that Harold Camping guy that, you know, decided that the world was coming to an end and, uh, you know, all this crazy stuff. And, you know, we've got the mind calendar supposedly ending and, and all these things. And, you know, and I go, you know, the world's not just going to halt. 
You know, I think no. we already saw that happening with Y2K. It didn't, no, nothing came to a crashing halt. No, but it's amazing the panic it stirred in people. And, and, yeah, and oh, it, yeah. And it, what it does is it brings out the people's fears. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of exacerbates, you know, people's fears to the point where um, people get crazy. I mean, when Y2K, I remember 1999 turning into 2000. And I mean, you know, the supermarkets were jam-packed and people were buying tons of, you know, water and supplies. And, you know, really all it was was a matter of, you know, one day and just because the computers weren't going to be... What happened if we didn't have computers? It wouldn't have changed anything. We're still going to go from 99 to 2000. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It didn't make any sense to me. I never understood the Yeah, and and, and, and it. it's the same thing with, you know, when December 21st of 2012 rolls along, it's not like some magical thing is just going to say, the world is over. No, but I Get think, off now. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> the world's going to stop. Jump. Um but I don't think it's I don't think it's that um, you know it's <laughs> life will continue on, but not in the same way. Like That's the old right. way of thinking, the people's um, I don't say morals and values because I think whether you believe in the Bible or any other form of religious text, you know, there's still a simple set of rules that everybody has to follow or mm-hmm. everybody should follow with morals and integrity and ethics and whatnot. And I think that'll always or should always remain the same but i think some of the old ways i mean you know i'm 45 when i was growing up you know things that were talked about in the family you never talked about outside of the family which is the reason now today you have so many people that are a therapist because they weren't allowed to talk about these things that's right that's and right and i sort of think that it, there's a more open energy mm-hmm. that we can expect that's, that's coming yeah there's a more spiritual vibration mm-hmm. and i mean and i'm not taking away from anyone's religious belief because I mean, I have my own, but spirituality is not the same as religion. It's just an essence. It's just a knowing that there's something greater than the physical body. Mm -hmm. And I think more and more people are sort of falling into that energy of understanding that you can still have your religious principles, but also be very spiritual in nature to understand that it's not exactly to the T in any religious text. I always say if you take all the religious texts, put them together, that's probably closer to the truth of who we are and why we're here as opposed to each individual and separate entity. And so, you know, that's the other thing is that separation uh, that we have. I think we're coming together as one mm-hmm. and we understand that, you know, I may not be related to you, but we're, our souls are infinitely connected. Absolutely. You know, and so yeah. I think people are starting to wake up to that to understand the homeless man on the street. You may not be related to him, but you still have a duty and an obligation to love, honor, and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the change. And I think that's part of the change that people fear because there's so much racism and there's so many people. And I, and I don't mean it just with color, I mean religious racism. And then there's, you know, female and male. Yeah, uh, don't, you know, racism, it, it comes in all forms. Yes, and I it think does. All those things are about to change. And mm-hmm. I think that's the fear, because people are so used to it being a certain way. And everybody now is sort of shifting into loving and accepting people for who they are and not having any preconceived notions or passing any judgment. Or passing the judgment. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of things I, I, I think, too, right now with um, Saturn in Libra, which is, uh, you know, and I 
always talk about Mr. Saturn. You know, he is up there. He's the karmic adjuster. He's mm-hmm. always settling things. And, and, you know, wherever Saturn is in your chart, uh, wherever he's currently transiting in your life, it's, a, it's, it's where you've got to, like, stand up and kind of dummy up a little bit and be responsible. Yeah. Uh, Saturn's like the father in your chart. Um, he's just, he wants you to do the right thing. And if you shun away from that responsibility that's supposed to be present in that area of your life, you're going to get the lessons until you learn them. Yes. Period. Um, and that's why people always go, oh, Saturn, where, you know, wherever Saturn is, it's a oh hardship and restriction and it's terrible. And, and it doesn't have to be because that's, exactly. it's the choice of your free will. What are you doing with Saturn? You know, um, he's... He's a he will give you reward, but you've got to work for it. It's not like you're going to have the easiest time in that area of the life. It's where you've got to like apply some effort, and if you apply that effort, you're going to see the the harvest. You're going to see that reward showing up. Um, you know, and that's like you right now. You know, you're in an eight personal year. That's mm-hmm. that's Saturn. Uh, you know going, hey, I'm giving you rewards for the last seven years of work that you've done. And um, so here it is, you know. And and it's been very rewarding. And I think people, I think the misinterpretation of even the eight personal year, which is abundance and stuff, but it's also abundance in every area of your life. It's not just it's a monetary. It's not just getting the material. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge thing with, because um, there's a, 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 a all these full moons we're having coming up, and we just had the first one that had passed in um, in September, um, or no, it was October. Pardon me. Um, we're getting all we're getting six series of full moons at the 18th degree of the sign. Oh, so which, what is that really? Well, the 18 by the Chaldeans' understanding is. Um, spiritual material conflict and it's about letting go of the material and letting the spirituality that we're just talking about come in and if you're doing anything out of the material intention you're gonna you're gonna get boshed with that um and every full moon of course full moon is about completion release letting go and and allowing this reflection and waning energy coming into your life and all the way through the next uh in the full moon in 2012 in virgo everything falls we've got the one coming up uh next week will be at the 18th degree of taurus and we've got 18 degrees of gemini in um december then we have 18 degrees of cancer 18 degrees of leo and then 18 degrees of virgo in March of 2012, all those full moons are all falling at eight, the 18th degree, which is kind of interesting. And I find that to be a really huge part of, you know, what's going to be happening uh, with this transition as, you know, because, you know, this, this, this 2012 big hoo-ha, it's already going on, this shift in, in the change in consciousness. It's, well, it's happening. We're in it. We're, we're in it, folks. I mean, was, <laughs> we started talking about that on radio in 2007 and 2008. And, um, you know, we all kind of, you know, I think everybody from psychics and, and mediums and, and astrologers, numerologists, and anybody in the metaphysical field, we, we all kind of somewhere innately knew that the said shift had already started at that time in 2008. And really... The years to look out for were more like 2010 and this year mm-hmm. with the changes that were going on. And it's sort of this year and, and 2010 sort of set a precedent for where we would go in 2012. And so I think, you know, 
the hoopla around 1221 just because the calendar ended technically you know somebody somebody wrote on facebook maybe they just ran out of stones to write on <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they couldn't manufacture any quick enough back then um, right but I, you know <laughs> but i mean and maybe they did who knows but i think that people shouldn't you know really worry that it's the end of the world um in terms of where the you know the planet's going to implode and that's that's it and you know what even if that was the case, then that should just give you cause to live your life in a, in a way that is loving, in a way that you give back, in a way that you really appreciate people in your life. You know, and even for the work I do as a medium, you know, I always tell people, e even if you don't get along in life with someone or family members or different things, at least you can acknowledge that, you can agree to disagree, Mm -hmm. You can at least make up, even if you apologize and, and you really mean it. Some people I know apologize just to scathe over it or just sort of be the peacemakers. And even if that is the case, you know, if people started to do that and really treat each other the way they want to be treated, and I know that so many families fight over materialism and, 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 and money and, uh, you know, and a lot of things are on principle, and I get that. But at the same time, you know, I, I learned a very valuable lesson in 2008 about the way that we're connected and the power of prayer and how that all these things really truly make a difference um, and how we each make a difference in each other's lives. I just want to say something. And, you know, um, I love how we just kind of go through one thing. But mm -hmm. um, if people started doing that and they started recognizing their own importance and, and then their importance to everybody else that they're connected to, whether they realize it or not, I wouldn't need a job, and I'd be happy because that means that everybody would be communicating on a level that's conducive to their own lives. And and if you don't understand what I'm talking about, you know, picture yourself in the movie, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, and if you were George Bailey, and if you put yourself into George Bailey's position, mm. and, you, and you weren't here, and then you see in the movie how he would have affected people being here and by not being here, I think... When people look at their own life in that perspective, it changes the way that they start to interact with other people and they start to really appreciate even the smallest or the minute of things in their life. And I think that's what the energy really is, is to get people to start to appreciate and validate and kind of move into that energy where, not that it's ever gonna be a utopian society, but we'd like to get as close to you know understanding that, you know, you can love somebody you don't even know from a distance, and that's okay. You know, you don't have to know them. You just have to give out that love collectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's... Well, I always like it's, it's, a, it's a real simple lexagram, but all the eons are one, you know? Love those we, lexagrams. We are all one, you know? We're all part of the biggest whole, you, could, you know, you, you can imagine. And that goes beyond, you know, what we're doing here on Earth. You know, there's all those planets up there that we talk about, and they're all part of it, too. So it's all, it's just these angles and the way that the channels work. And, you know, well, some channels get crossed, and some people's energies get a little blocked with each other, and this and but that. But you know what the but, ironic thing, too, is, is that if you look at it from a scientific perspective, and this is what I learned in 2008 now my husband is a PA in orthopedics mm -hmm. so he does medical and my sister's a psychiatric nurse 30 years so I've been around the medical field but was it what was impressed upon me in 2008 was when I got a blood transfusion I was um, I had a near-death experience on the operating table and I needed to have four transfusions mm. and 
people don't realize that there's only so many blood types in the world and there's only so many of us in the world and at least one of us has someone else's blood type mm -hmm. so when you think we're not connected we certainly we are absolutely that unequivocally are because yep. You could be an A-positive person and need blood, and somebody in China or South Africa or Egypt or anywhere in the world could donate blood to you. doesn't matter their color, their religion, their sex, nothing. Mm -hmm. It's the blood. It's yeah. Blood is life. Yeah. So people don't necessarily think of it that way. And our blood, interestingly enough, if you look at the m mineral components of blood and seawater, they're exactly the same except for the color. Yeah. All the same trace elements and minerals that are in seawater are floating in our blood the same exact way. That's why swimming in the water is really good for uh, the seawater is really good for you. Not to drink, though. <laughs> no, not, no, we can't drink it, but <laughs> no. we should put it through a little diffuser. <laughs> Take out some of that salt, but yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's why that ocean is... Oh, so healing. So, uh, wow. So let me do a couple of... Um, PSAs here. Let, let let everybody know what's cooking in the the Burks uh, over the weekend and or things coming up. And then uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna join in another uh, one of our our uh, colleagues and uh, get 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 Mr. Glenn Klausner on the phone with us. I think that that's gonna spice it up for the second half. So we have how about the four tops coming up on Friday, uh, November eleventh of this year that'd be 8 p.m at the colonial theater uh what else is we got some more info on that the four tops in conjunction with our annual gala the berkshire theater group presents the four tops at the colonial theater on november 11th 8 p.m come and see these motown legends perform for one night only the tickets are 50 35 and 20 dollars you can contact the ticket office at 413-997-4444 that's four fours, <laughs> for information to purchase them or go on to their website at uh, www.thecolonialtheater.org and um, catch the four tops. Yeah. And then we have coming up Community Italian Dinner, uh, delicious food, great company, and raffles to benefit the Lee Regional Visiting Nursing Association, November 10th. Um, at the ITAM Lodge 6, or, no, sorry, the ITAM Lodge at 6 p.m. You can RSVP by calling 413-243-1212 uh, no later than the 3rd of November. That's in a couple of days. So if you'd like to reserve a little spot at the community uh, Italian dinner, you can do so then. And um, you are listening to Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP, 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. I'm your host, Sharita Starr of What's Your Sign? I have your number. I have the divine uh, medium and clairvoyant and all sorts of, uh, she's got a list a mile long of things that she does. But you can check out her website, www.allycheslick.com, and uh, find out all of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work that she does um, as she's here in this incarnation. And I'm going to um, see if we can get a little friend on the phone. I can do that. Let's see. And don't forget Sherita Star. SheritaStar.com. Hold on a minute here. Let's do this. Maybe I don't have a phone. There we go. We've got phone. Let's see. Feel free to discuss anything. 
<laughs> What's Let's, your sign? I have your number. What's your sign? We've got your number. Now, really, how many times have you done that? Hey there, sir. How are you? What's, uh, what's happening? Dad, life. We got him. Can you hear him? I hear me. We got him. Oh, there we go. We got him. We've got a friend, um, another mutual colleague, um, the lovely Glenn Klausner, who's also a uh, intuitive medium. Uh, who knows Ellie and I very well, and oh, we just thought we'd have you join in the conversation. We're having a little psychic poopery here today, talking about life and what's going on in this crazy world that we live in. <laughs> so how are you today, Glenn? I'm doing great. It's so great to be on your show with you and Ellie, and uh, it's a beautiful world that we live in. Just, uh, I think actually the crazy things that go on you know, it's basically human behavior, <laughs> ego, it, it stems from ego, which is basically means, that ego means edging God out, so, uh, interesting, but life is beautiful though, it is, it can be, yeah, and you've been having an interesting time of it, we're really in an interesting time, as you both know, and as a lot of people know, I mean, as you can see what's going on around the world, globally, and, uh, Basically, everything just comes points back that return to love and and light and to honor ourselves and everybody else. And we can make a better world. We can't change anybody. We can only change ourselves. But we can make a better world by just being the best person that we possibly could be for ourselves and for others. Yeah, that's very very true. Yeah, where's Allie? I'm here. She's here. <laughs> we got her live. We got her live. We got her live one here. <laughs> well, I, I've been friends with Glenn for years, and I've yet to meet him in person. Oh, you guys have never met in person? No. Really? It wasn't no. that funny. No, but Allie and I have known each other for years, and, and I've been on Allie's show a number of times, and when I used to have my radio show, Allie had been on a couple of times as well. And uh, it's really great to share this moment with both of you because you're dear friends to me and I value and appreciate what you both do as spirit workers for so many people and that's uh, and just even by your post daily on Facebook between inspirational messages that are very enlightening and very empowering for people but also these great funny posts that both of you put up <laughs> uh, well, we got to laugh because you know laughter heals the great heart so and, and mine of course with my occasional you know goofy things like cookie monster and whatever but we love that oh, anything from sesame street is cool you know the muppet movie is coming out after thanksgiving isn't that awesome and then we should come to the city and i'll go to the movies <laughs> we, we must go see that i don't go to the movies typically these days because you know my view of television and uh and mainstream movies is kind of a off the kilter, if you know what I mean. So, personally, I've always liked Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus, he was cool. I think there's actually, if I remember this right about his character, there's two people inside of that. Uh, I think there must be to operate him. I would think. Yeah, I think there's two people inside of there. I think two cherubic people. Anthony inside of him. He's pretty big. <laughs> So, so you're discussing life, and mm. so fill me in because uh, obviously I'm 
a half hour interview. So tell me what you've been chatting about. Well, we were, you know, you know how, um, you know, everybody's got the big uh, topic on their tip of their tongue about that the world is, you know, supposedly coming to an end in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're, we're reassuring people that that is certainly not the case. <laughs> but that there is a huge shift in consciousness, and it's already going on. It's, it's, it's not like it's going to magically show up on December 21st, 2012. <laughs> oh, damn it. Just when I was hoping in time for Christmas. <laughs> you can open that gift. <laughs> Man, I really thought Santa would be coming down from the roof of my building. Yeah, Merry Christmas, boom. <laughs> but I, I totally, I totally get that. Actually, a couple, I'll tell you an interesting story. So, you know, as we all remember Y2K and, and how people were really frantic about that and thinking the worst was going to happen. And uh, about in the early spring of 2009, when I had begun production of my, my music CD, I was in Central Park on a morning, very much like today, it was about this time of day, and I was sitting at this area in Central Park that I love called the Bethesda Fountain area where there's this beautiful angel fountain. I love right there. that. I love that spot in Central oh, Park. It's very magical mm. there. And so I've been sitting there and my mom had come to me and then this other spirit who comes to me a lot and has worked with me on uh, different stuff like my music came to me and basically had me walking on this trail that I have never walked on before. I had no idea where this trail was going to lead me. And I laugh because the spirit was telling me, you know, it's, it's fear of the unknown that'll get you every time. And I laugh because that's an opening lyric to my song, Shangri-La. Well, anyway, as I was walking up the trail, and the spirit, uh, who was a musician, uh, was talking to me, was talking to me about life and love and all that. And so I had asked him, because he's so evolved, I had asked him what he knew about 2012, because a lot of my clients were asking me the same thing, and quite a few of them were very freaked out, thinking it was the end of the world. So I figured, who got his ask but a spirit? And so he said to me, in his witty, sarcastic self, he said, do you remember Y2K? And I go, yeah. He goes, you're still here, aren't you? <laughs> and I go, yeah. He goes, will that answer your question? I go, yeah, that'll answer my question. And that does it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and realistically, I mean, we've always been evolving since the beginning of time. We have to constantly evolve because if we stay the same, it, it, we stagnate. We don't move forward. And... I look at this decade as kind of very similar and equivalent to the 1960s, hopefully not to the extent of like, I think going back to your early 60s when we look at all the cultural stuff that was going on artistically, musically, in fashion, and, um, and just in, in ways like when we got later on in, in the 60s, like in 67 and stuff, even though Vietnam was happening, uh, but there was also all that peace and love stuff happening too until the end you know really kind of squashed it but I see it as a very similar decade not exactly like it but equivalent to it mm -hmm. and I mean you know about it from your astrological side to it but I don't feel it's a, it's a bad thing I mean good and bad is like terminology that we as humans define as and yeah is it is it a horrible thing when you hear about 30,000 children that starved to death in Africa? Absolutely. Um, you know, a child that has been killed, and or, or anybody that has been killed, it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing to hear. And uh, I think it just really comes back to, to love. I mean, why, why are we here? Who am I? And we all have this purpose, 
and mission in life. And each person is on their own path of learning and growing and evolving. And so, like, like for instance, like I was talking to you before your show when you both had called me, and I had made a comment that I was, like, I really wish that the Maury Povich show would, would be off television formally. <laughs> right. And I don't think you're like, alone in that one. <laughs> no, not just him. I mean, it, 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 it's the Springer show, and it's all these reality shows. Yeah. Really really give nothing to society. No. And I'm not it just creates you. more drama for people to focus on, which is, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I have nothing personally against Maury Povich. <laughs> I do find it kind of interesting, though, that our money that has paid a cable bill to have his show on as long as it's been on television has afforded him a $5 million apartment in the Dakota uh, building where John Lennon lived. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, not that, you know, Maury could live wherever he wants, but it's kind of, if people only knew that our money has actually afforded him that apartment there, it'd blow their minds. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like that stuff, I mean, if we can occupy Wall Street and have these, this movement to really provide better health care for people, better education for people, uh, proper housing, and... Uh, jobs for, for people all over the world, really t television to me is is a great medium and movies are a great medium but when we see all this violence and like we were saying drama, I mean how many more shows can you do possibly Who's My Baby's Daddy? I mean if a girl doesn't know who she's sleeping with, zip up the pants simple as that I mean I'm not judging it but it's like come on and I, yeah. so Be responsible I, I, as they say yeah, I mean, we know that we have the power to not turn on the television and turn it off. And obviously there's sponsors that are paying to have a show like Maury on television and networks are paying for it. So it's, it's a lot more of that money than our own cable money. But I called my local cable company just this month and I, I said to them, you know, how come I have three, like 200 channels and there's nothing on TV for me to watch? And why is this stuff, why am I paying to like have Maury on my television set at 10 o'clock in the morning? and all these other programs, and, um, well, that didn't work because, you know, I realized it's really not the cable company's fault, it's network, but... It was our free will, because like, I don't even own the yeah, television, I, I watch everything I need to watch on the internet. <laughs> yeah, actually, a couple of my friends now are telling me that they, they canceled their cable yeah. to do that, and I... I cut back mine. I got rid of things that I didn't need to pay extra for, for what? Yeah. You know? I mean, most of the TV shows, I think, on the basic channels, 2, 4, 5, 7, 11, whatever the channels are now, or at least what the basic channels are, you know, uh, I love the shows that are on there. I mean, you know, I'm a diehard uh, American Idol and, and X Factor, and, like, I'm a junkie for that, <laughs> you know, because I love music, but I, but I think all the other shows, you know, the... the Jersey Shore and the reality shows, it's like, look, you know, really, why do you watch those shows? Because people want to live vicariously through other people, yeah. and so they can do it that way, and I think that's the, the niche that all those shows have, is they're presenting people with scenarios and other people and other lifestyles that they don't have, mm -hmm. and so they're given an opportunity to watch it, but then when you think about it, those reality shows are not putting forth the best of that energy anyway. Right. You know, most people that are, you know, like the housewives of, you know, Beverly Hills and New York and all that, most people don't act like that. 
You know, even with money, they don't act that way. You know, this is, people forget, too, that a lot of the reality shows are scripted. Yeah, yeah, it's not actually reality anyway. No, it's, no. <laughs> you know, and, and then that's the thing. It's like when we grew up, it was, you know, all well, the family was controversial, but it was, you know, the people loved it. MASH, you know, Different the great yeah, I mean, the Jeffersons. Know, yes, you know, I mean, come on, Wheezy, you know, Wheezy. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's amazing when you look at the change in the way that people watch TV, and then in the in, in society's belief system, how it's changed even since then. You know, it's like some people are just looking to go back to a more simpler way of life, and mm -hmm. a lot of the reality shows don't portray things as simple as they can be. Even the paranormal TV shows and all the now the new medium TV shows, it's like, for me, it's overload. It's yeah. too much. Yeah, it's not quite the way it actually is. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, made me, you know, it made me think two things. One is that, that you had touched upon, Allie, was the, like, for instance, the Long Island Medium, which is this new reality show on, on cable. And as psychic as you and I are and as active as we are as mediums, it, it's virtually impossible to be on 24-7 and that you're seeing spirits to the point where you're not enjoying your own family and your yeah. own friends. It just, it would be no point in physically living. You might as well be physically dead. And, and so when I saw that, I saw one show, one episode of that show, and I watched it because I had a curiosity. And I just thought to myself... I think we all have. Yeah, it's just, it's impossible. This other show you talked about, X Factor. Now here's something, I'm going to tell you something about that. show. <laughs> So this friend of mine, who is a very talented, amazing vocalist, she went to New Jersey to try out for this show. Now, mind you, she's not a 20-year-old kid, but she is, has one of the best vocals that you'll ever hear. And she's done a lot of records. And so she went to try out for Simon's new show, X Factor, in New Jersey at the, the, Metal, at the Meadowlands Arena, or I forget the now. It's yeah, it was, at, it, was at the, uh, it was at a hotel near the Meadowlands. Right, and so they went, so there was like thousands, thousands of people, and you had to get a number, and you, like, people were camped out sleeping overnight, you had to, like, come back the following day, you, like, it was such a crazy, mad thing, she would tell me a story, and she couldn't publicly talk about it, because they made her sign uh, this actual, like, whole contract that if she talked about it, they could sue her, but I could talk about it, because I had nothing to do with it, and so... Even just using the bathroom was horrific. It was a horrific experience for my friend, who I'm surprised that she even did it, but she wanted to try it. And there were, she was telling me there were singers in the room that were like Aretha Franklin and Mariah Carey. There were a lot of these great singers that they got rejected, left and right rejected. But you would, people would walk through there that were like, couldn't sing a note. They were walking through the door. And what, well, how those shows, what people don't know about those music shows is that the contestants go through a series of different judges prior to the ones that you see on television. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody is, let's say, the most, uh, can't sing a tune for the life of them, the three, let's say you, you, the three of us are the judges, we tell them, you're fantastic, you're great. So now when they go in front of like Simon and the other judges, that's when the ridicule happens. It's like, you're horrible, you know? They purposely do that for ratings. Oh, yeah. Many people don't know that, but that's what happened. That's the book so, around, right there. <laughs> yeah, so actually it's a very dehumanizing process of what people that have gone to do American Idol or X Factor. Yeah. Not, not to say that there's not talent on those shows, like the guy, Emmanuel, I can't think of his last name. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. I remember that. 
you know, he did, uh, Emmanuel Kelly, I think is his name, and he did this great version of Imagine, and it was so moving because he's, you know, has some... It was the inspector of Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he was a very, um, he, he was from Iran, and him and his brother were That's adopted. right, I remember that, I saw that. And, uh, on YouTube, I actually yeah, caught that. that. Yeah. And he did an amazing... Oh, he was wonderful. Imagine, yeah. he can bring you to tears. Yeah. Yeah, there was talent, or like when Britain's Got Talent, it was years ago, there was a, sh a little girl, she's not a little girl anymore, but her name is Connie Talbot, she did yes. a version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yes. Oh my God, I mean, it, it, amazing, it's like a little angel. But I wanted to kind of give you what goes on behind the scenes of those shows because my friend went and tried out for X Factor and got rejected. Here's a woman who is a, a recording artist. She was rejected. And I know there's, there's actually three rounds that people have to go through before they get to the actual real judges. Yes. Because I have two friends that went through X Factor and American Idol. They made it through to the second round and then the third round judges, you know, kicked them out. But and they have amazing voices, so I don't understand the process. I mean, I understand some of it is for the blooper reels, but overall, I think the idea is, you know, there's there's so many amazing stories that come out from X Factor, mm -hmm. and and I think that's really what I like is that, you know, even people that uh, uh, may not go through to the very end to all the live shows, but at least they got on and their story is being shared. And so if not the X Factor, but maybe somebody else who's in the music business sees them and likes them and gives yeah, them a okay. chance. Yeah. So Very true. I don't know if you both remember a couple of years, you know the band In Excess? Yes. yes. Right? So a few years ago there was a show on TV called Rockstar In Excess where they had been looking oh, for yeah, a singer. Oh, yeah, I remember that too. Right? Yeah. They, they were looking for a singer to replace the late Michael Hutchins. And uh, so last week, actually it was about... About two weeks ago, when I started filming a music video for my song, Save the Smile, I went and got a coffee in this coffee shop around the corner for me, and there was a guy in there, a singer, and I recognized him. I said to him, hey, aren't, aren't, aren't you a guy that was on Rockstar in Excess? And he goes, yeah, but he, he got on there. He was down to the, like, top three, but he never obviously got the gig. But he was, we were talking for a while, and he was telling me that he got a gig doing the, the Broadway production of Rock of Ages. And he's been, you know, touring the world and stuff like that. So see, something positive really came out of that experience, even for him. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I've always coined the American Idol, American Yodel, from all the people, <laughs> <laughs> all the people who uh, they, they get on there that yeah make us obviously laugh at the whole thing. It's <laughs> my nickname. Well, like, come on. I mean, how many how many YouTube videos are you going to see about your pants on the ground? <laughs> Wait a minute, you just gave me an idea. Huh? And what is that? Something equivalent to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you know, it's funny, though, because I, when we talk about life, and there's just so many wonderful things that we've been so blessed in our world to have had many great people, inventors like Thomas Edison, all the way to Steve, the late Steve Jobs. Yeah. It, it's amazing of how we really could be so grateful to all these wonderful beings in the world that have presented us wonderful things that we all get to uh, utilize daily. And uh, the rest of it, whatever's out there, the junk, you know, whether it's something on television or in ent any form of entertainment or whatever it may be, it's or tabloid newspapers that still exist, which baffles me too. But it's, um, I, 
I don't know. I really don't know what to. I, I guess I can only say life was a tragedy. Just some, you know, on those on those levels. Well, it's it's interesting. I, I mean, I think for most people in life, it takes a tragedy for them to recognize they've got to change. Well, why do you think nine? Why do you think nine eleven was a big thing? Yeah, you know, it's like. If everything's going along so, you know, kind of smooth and all that, you know, nobody thinks about it. They're too much in that, taking everything for granted. Um, and, you know, I mean, even even up here over the weekend, you know, we've had our storm and majority of people uh, affected by it lost their power. And, you know, you kind of take a, you take back, you sit back and you've got to deal with it. People freak out they've got no power, but I mean, it's like... We still got your life, and you know, you, you have to adapt. And the one thing, you know, you can't control in life is the weather uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And when we react to it, we get into further dilemmas. But if we, we just respond, but back to that lexagram again about listen. How do you listen? You have to be silent. There's no other way to do it. But most people are not taught anymore how to be silent or listen because they're too busy with the noise of the world. You know, we got so much noise in this world that's unbelievable to me. And that's the reason we try to teach people meditation. And we yeah. try to, and there's a lot of taboo even with the word of meditation, but it's the simple fact of sitting in a silent space and just allowing yourself to be, minus the outside noise, minus all the other uh, nonsense that goes on. And it's just you, yourself, your highest power, God, whatever you choose to call. And, you know, and, and when you can learn to do that, it really helps you look at life in a very different way, you know, and, and it allows you to get rid of all the other nonsense that, at the end of the day, really doesn't mean that much. People. You know, oh, my kid can't get into this school, or my child can't get into that. You know, it's like, are you living through your kid, or are you going to allow your child to just live? You know, we all want our children to have really great education and all those things, but at the end of the day, it's still your child's life, and they still have the choices, you know. And although as adults we make choices for our children, but when they're old enough, like in my daughter's age, you know, I can't make her choices for her, but I can lay out different paths for her to say, well, you have choices. Mm -hmm. you know? Which is the smart thing to do. And it's hard to do, I'll tell you. But, <laughs> but meditation, you know, really is, I think, more and more people should learn how to just be with themselves and mm -hmm. get the clutter out, out of, of their head. head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, meditation, what do you spell out of that? A meet, a tame idea comes out of meditation. Oh my gosh, she is so left brain sex <laughs> I both have Virgo, being that, she, being that I'm actually two weeks older than Sharita, we're both born in the same month and the same year, but uh, we both have Virgo Ascendant. Yes, we do. So uh, anal Virgo Ascendant. Yeah, July? Uh, at the end of July. And, and, uh, oh, yeah. Glenn's, yeah, Glenn's, Glenn's, Glenn's the 12th. Yeah, Glenn's the middle of, um, middle of Cancer, but yeah, I, I caught the first, first end of Leo there. Yeah, you can tell she's a Leo. Look at her mane. Yeah, like, it's not looking that pretty today, but whatever. <laughs> so it's fine. It's under a hat. <laughs> hey, so what month are you in, Glenn? Right now, I'm having my, what do you mean, for my period? <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, 
Glenn is actually now in his seven personal month. Uh, in his, Glenn's in the year of blossoming. Glenn is blossoming all he's laid down as a foundation in the past four years. Um, and uh, November's, um, this is a good good year for month to, uh, good year for month. Good, year for, good, good month for Glenn to take a little sharpening of the saw. So you, you'll be wanting to spend some time in that meditation this month. I mean, you do that normally, but, you know. You're gonna. And Al, you're in the new beginnings month this month. Yeah, I'm in a one month. You're in a one month. On a one day. And it's a well, it's a two personal day okay. now. Um, and it's eleven one. Clock that way. It's eleven one. I know. You know, it's so funny. Everybody's like, it's eleven one eleven. I'm like, yeah, but you're all forgetting about the two. It's two thousand eleven. I wrote about that on my Facebook page. <laughs> like, don't forget about the two. Yeah, but it's <laughs> inter it's interesting to me because the metaphysical community. Yeah, regardless of the astrology and the numerology connected, everybody is just on the 11, 11, 11 Which is coming up, yeah. Right, which, to be quite honest, you know, there may be a little bit of a heightened spiritual essence, but it really has no real significance because you're not looking at it from all aspects of the numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, next year you're going to have 12, 12, 12. Exactly. Same thing. Right. right. But there's still going to be the two there to deal with. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. I think people get carried away with it. And to be honest, I mean, the metaphysical community is like, you know, all of a sudden they want to do all these, you know, spiritual retreats and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, oh, 11 11 and the whole world's vibrating. And it's like, you know, come yeah. on. It's, Let's uh, be realistic about it. The world's always vibrating. <laughs> Beds are always vibrating. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, there's a. Uh, Mother Nature's recharging her batteries. Yeah, Mother Nature, she's like, uh, hello, I've got a lot of things to fix here yeah. on my planet. I Mother Nature. I think really the only boils down to that the, the only thing that everybody could just simply be is be loved and be loved. And that's just right. Well, that's how you evolve. See, the, the code in, in evolve is you have to love. It's the only way you evolve. And you know what, just saying that, as I was saying, you know, the whole thing about love, it felt right in my body. Like, when I made that comment about Maury's show, before, yeah. it didn't feel right in my body. Yeah. But I was speaking what I felt, but it, it but my body just did not feel the, it, like, it, it almost like, it, it was a different energy. Because you don't love the Maury show, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, you got no love for Maury. <laughs> I think I'm just not the show. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You know, I mean, maybe I'll go on there and have a, a DNA test to find out if I'm actually human or alien or something there else. Go. <laughs> uh, go check and make sure your blood's running red, not green. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait this a looks second. blue to me. It's but, blue. You know, you, I just have to say it's that. Cookie Monster's blood. blood. I have Cookie Monster's blood. <laughs> Okay. Figure out adults talking about sensitive no, 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 no. Where else can you get that but on but Shirita show? That's right. That's right. On our, our it's our our flying show. This is the most impromptu show I think I've ever done. So um, you know, this is how it came out, and I'm 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 thrilled. That's why I always that's why I always laugh when people go, you know, like what do you do for a li you know what do you do for a living? I'm like I am living. <laughs> and they're like, what is, no, I mean, like, what do you do for career? I'm like, I'm a medium. They go, you mean you're in the medium? I'm like, no, 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 I'm a medium. And they're like, what's that? And I explain to them. They go, is that all you do? I'm like, no, there's more to me than meets your own mind. Exactly. And there was the Cookie Monster thing right there. We're, we're, Glenn, you're, you're coming back on with me in early December, too. We're going to be talking about your new 
ACD, which we're so excited about. Which will, yeah, which is... Uh, the Breathe Life Love. Yes, and that title, I owe so much thanks to you because uh, I remember... We tweaked that up a little bit for you. We tweaked it. <laughs> That's what I call it when I tweak a title. I, I, or I mess around with, with what people want to name something, and we, we've got to tweak it to the right numerical vibration. And it worked. So. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, wow. Well, again, uh, you know, our hour has uh, tooted right on by here, which is always fun. I don't know where our... Uh, no? There we go. But I just wanted to say this to you before you go out there, to both of you, yeah. that I love both of you very much, and I'm very grateful to be your friend and for you to be my friend, and so I want to say that to both of you. Well, likewise, and all the same to you, Glenn, so thanks for, thanks for coming on and uh, filling up uh, this fun hour with us. Well, thanks for having me on. We had a great time, and uh, most excellent grasshopper. We, we look forward to, um, Glenn will be back on, I forget the date, in December, but it's the first Tuesday of December, so Glenn, we're going to talk to you again then. Sounds great. Have and, uh, a beautiful, beautiful rest of your Tuesday. You too, ladies. Okay. <laughs> and peace, love, and happiness, and, and rock hard and roll soft. Beautiful. All right. Awesome. Namaste, dear Glenn. Okay. Namaste, ladies. Okay, Talk bye. To you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. That was Glenn Klausner, uh, psychic medium Glenn Klausner, who joined us for a little impromptu today. He can be found on the web at www.glennklausner.com. And we have also are going to give a, a wholehearted thank you to Ms. Ellie Cheslick for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hey, this has been uh, too much fun. This is, this is just a fun hour of chat, and we're going to do this again for sure. And again, you can find Ms. Ellie Cheslick on the web at www.elliecheslick.com. You can find her, too, on Facebook and all that fun stuff. And... Um, Again, thank you so much, Berkshires, for um, indulging in another hour of What's Your Sign? I have your number. It's me, your host, Sharita Starr. I'll be back in uh, on, I think it's the 15th of November, with um, another wonderful friend of mine, astrologer Anthony Espico, and we're going to be talking about the Seth material. That's going to be a really interesting hour. So we look forward to seeing you then. And until then, um, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Namaste. Yes, you can.